and welcome back to the Euro Trips Football Podcast. The World Cup is well and truly over, um, but we want to dissect it in more detail as we have someone with us today who was there for the World Cup. So I am here with a guy you may well know from your social media, um, works on Gold Global, previous work for Sky Sports NFL on the Overtime Show. He's worked for Hashtag United. He's worked for 24 Swish on YouTube back in the day alongside Lawrence McKenna and the brilliant Mo Mansi. I am here with Jans. How are you? Yes, Andy. I'm good, my friend. I'm very good. Uh, the sun's not shining, but we're all right. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, I can't imagine for you when you came back to the UK, it was anywhere near as, as nice weather as you got in Qatar. It was a nice old month in Qatar, I must admit. It was a cool 27 for the majority of it. Yeah, yeah that, that's amazing. I think, I think everyone was thinking it was going to be too, too hot. With mm. Chick Campbell in Qatar, it's effectively unlivable sometimes. It's like 55 degrees in that in the summer. Yeah. But in the winter, absolutely fine. Just a just a sound twenty seven by the beach. And was the um sort of the aircon and stadiums? Was it almost too cold compared to the outside? Or what was that? Yeah, like? There was only one. There was only one stadium where it was bare cold. That where England played their first game, they played their first game at the Khalifa Stadium. Uh, bare cold, bare cold, <laughs> for sure, for sure. And one stadium, the nine seven four, which has been de- deconstructed now. It's the one that's made out of the shipping containers. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a great stadium. That had a, a great deal of character. That had no aircon, so that was a bit of a sweat on. Was that your favourite one, do you say, or was there another stage that maybe stood out more than the rest? Uh, I think 974, it built entirely out of shipping containers, was the one with the most character. But the one where they held the final was named Blue Sail, and it's just grand. Mm. It's just outrageous. It's unbelievable. And are they all being deconstructed, yeah. or was it only that one? Just that one. But there are other uh, elements of the other stadiums that are being deconstructed. So, yeah, weird World Cup, man. Weird World Cup. But, yeah, big man, I was there. Yeah, that must be incredible. I mean, I want to get from you because I don't think I've seen from your social media or anyone seen. Um, is there a football team you support? <laughs> yeah, I'm a West Ham fan. West Ham, OK. Yeah, man. Not... Yeah, I was out with my West Ham top on. Nice, nice. And what's your team been on this season? It can't be, compared what happened last season, of course, getting to the all the way to the semi-final of the Europa League. It must be almost a back-down-to-reality moment, isn't it, this season for West Ham fans? So, so dumb. Like, before Moisey came in, uh, we were struggling in and around 17th. Before Moisey came in for a second stint, anyway. Um, but the, the last two years have been enjoyable as a West Ham fan. The rise of Declan Rice, uh, we... Played some great football. We've gone Europa League and Europa Conference League back to back. Uh, but it's just all gone tits up this year, really. Nothing's going right. This happens, though. This happens with teams like this cycles, like mm-hmm. cycles come to an end. Or, you know, like the, the problem is, is that we're not really trying to end our cycle right now. We've just spent a load of money. Mm-hmm. Effectively, you know, Moyes gets a huge amount of money to spend. This this summer just gone. We signed Skamaka, who's highly touted. We signed Lucas Paqueta, who starts for Brazil. And once you spend a load of money, you're kind of expecting to kind of like at least be in and around the seven spot. So it's just looking all mad, to be honest. It looks a little bit like Moises lost the dressing room. Uh, boys just aren't on it, you know. Jared Bowen isn't on it. So yeah, it's been it's an interesting time again. Be a West Ham fan. I, we haven't enjoyed like maybe 
against Chelsea when Corney scored. It gets disallowed though on some bullshit. Uh, but we haven't really enjoyed ourselves this year as West Ham fans. I'll be real. I went Everton away. We lost one 0 Shit. Do you think almost? I know there was the same issue happened with Man City the year that Company left. Do you think there's a chance that maybe, even though he wasn't playing in his final year, maybe losing a big figure like Mark Noble, just even being in the dressing room? Do you think not having him there has maybe played a part in maybe why the dressing room Moyes has lost it? That's huge, mate. Yeah, I don't like. I don't even know, man. Like it's just huge. All we know is that this is a man that's been at the club for sixteen years and has kept the standard up. You know, like despite. Despite you know what's going on, like despite rough patches that we had, I don't know Nobs was just a he's just a stalwart, you know. So uh, yeah, we lost him. That didn't help. It meant that Declan Rice had to be the guy, as opposed to having Nobs there, you know, like holding people accountable, you know. Like he'd hold people accountable. But Mark Noble is back at West Ham as uh, director of football now, so it's mad. Yeah, I don't know whether you heard him on Jackmate's podcast, but that was a really, really fascinating hour and a half listen. He's a boy, isn't he? Yeah. Legend. He's the boy. He's the boy. Like, this is the thing about other clubs is that, like, we objectively have a man that 16 years, straight up 16 years, like, born down the road from the club. Like, can like this boy, Mark Noble. I've been watching him since I was a kid. Do you know what I mean? Like, I've, I've been watching Mark Noble, like, boot the mitre ball in the championship. Do you get me? Like, wow. <laughs> Other clubs don't have that. They just don't have that. They don't have their Mark Noble. No. I mean, the very rare, especially in the modern day football, you get get a one club man. And I think he was certainly what represented West Ham as a fan. He was certainly he was like a fan playing for the team. And I think he um he certainly will be a big loss when it comes to on the pitch. But we of course we aren't here to talk, talk about West Ham. We're here to talk about your experience when it came to Qatar. Um so You've been to a lot of events. You've been to a lot of NFL-based events, NBA events. Did anything, anything come close to what you had in Qatar in terms of being at a walk-up? Does anything you've experienced in your career so far even come close to what you had in what was some people are saying the best ever World Cup? Uh, I've had a lot of exp- I've had a lot of experiences like that. You know, like being abroad for sports. You know, I've been at the basketball under 19s World Cup. With Chet Holmgren and Wimbanyama and all them, man, I've been like, I've been at a lot of finals. I've been at a lot of football. I've been at a fair bit of American football. Mm, no, definitely not. <laughs> like, <laughs> the World Cup finals just, it's just mad. But the thing is, you've got to, you've got to understand, like, I went out there. I went out to the World Cup with goal with my colleagues. Like, these are just all my colleagues. They're just my people, right? It's not like I, it's not like I'm a freelancer having to go out there by myself or nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm staying in the house with my work colleagues, and so like we're just having the right jolly up. And I was an accredited media, and as were my colleagues. You know, we all got accredited media because we work for gold. But like, it's hilarious. I'm rubbing shoulders with like all these journo's, and like, and I'm in the press conferences. Like, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to this and that. I'm but the biggest part of all is that I'm just going to matches. Like, I can just get to any match. I can go any match with my pass. You know, so it was, it was just carnage. Like, I was just rocking up and just, like, I I for a whole month 
I did whatever the fuck I liked. It was brilliant. It was brilliant. And created some wonderful content. But that's how you got to let me run, really, isn't it? Like, I wasn't there necessarily for a jolly up, but I did have a jolly up. Yeah, I mean, I saw a um, friend of the podcast, Tony Afoki. Um, I saw some of his Instagram stories when I think I saw when you. Tony. Yeah. Me and, Tony went on a, me and Tony went on a mad night out. Yeah, I saw that on his Instagram. I saw you at the Shisha bar. Yeah, it looked like a good, looked like a good time. We ended up mm, mad. Now, nah, me and Tony, through his Brazilian colleague, ended up meeting some like Brit expats, like one French Portuguese geezer, one English bloke, and his Brazilian wife. And they just live it up in Qatar. They've got a G wagon, they've got a Porsche. They just like just go from spot to spot. The valet takes it. Cool. We just go like, oh, guys, should we go to Secret Garden? It's like, yeah, mate, yeah, we can go to Secret Garden, whatever that is. <laughs> Naughty little spot. Get a couple babies in. Naughty. That sounds really good. I mean, I've done a little bit of press box work for um for Brighton and Hove Albion, but I mean, to have the access to go to any game. You know, in in a World Cup, must just be such a surreal the moment. Cup, all the all the stadiums are bare clothes. Yeah, I saw that on the cloud. Was Thompson did the you know the challenge going to every World Cup game, and I saw yeah, yeah, yeah. It took about half an hour to get to each stadium. It's I don't think something like that. Yeah, I managed to link Fogden maybe a good seven or eight times, probably. Nice, nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was really lived the dream, wasn't he? He was just like you know. It's good to every World Cup game. I don't think anyone can really do that again. I think most stage and most tournaments, you know, each stage is absolutely miles apart. I think South Africa was 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 well known for that. But um, yeah, I I think that was just an incredible achievement, and I think that this makes it so much better. The fact that the games were so good, all the shocks, Morocco getting so far, obviously Messi winning the whole thing, you know, obviously the everything else that went on in that tournament. I think it's it's almost worked out really well, and it's just all the all the talk before the tournament going into this tournament and it proved to be one of the best best ever. Just hella chat, chat, chat from this side of the pond is mad. It's yeah. just so, so mad. Like, <laughs> and, <laughs> how, and how do they treat you? Because I was love to talk about, you know, the way they treated workers before the World Cup started. Um, and I, I got what I saw from different people sound like they, they were really good to the players in the media. Would you Would you agree with this? Bro... Like, mate, it's Qatar, like, it's Qatar, it's a Muslim nation that has no crime. With that will come, and they've got shitloads of dough. The hospitality is incredible. Hospitality is absolutely incredible. Like, obviously, people that went to the Russia World Cup were like, yeah, yeah, people are nice. But you'd still, like, walk down the road at a certain place, you get, like, the dirtiest look from some, like, drag-off guy. But, like, in Qatar, nah. It's everything's like, hello, sir. How are you, sir? And I'm like, I'm good, sir. How are you, sir? It's just hello, sir. And it's just good, man. It's just good. Like, Qatar is hospitality on, on 100. Absolutely. Like, every, everyone's like, welcome, you know? And it's like, yeah, obviously, this was going to be the case. This is, do you know what I mean? This is a rich Muslim nation. Like, it's all about, it's all about respect. Everything is about, Everything is about the show, you know. And like, and let like let me do fifteen seconds on the drinking. You can drink at hotel bars and duh, 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 like, but they listen. The whole thing, the whole thing, is about image. Like, we don't like we don't want we don't want you like 
we don't want you cover uh, we, we don't want you with your titties out and like we don't want like you boozing on the side of the road but you can have your titties out indoors and like you can booze in spots like it's just all about image it's just all about when 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 a when an 8-year-old comes out and it's like you know what i mean this 8-year-old isn't going to be exposed to this dreary little like local town bar where everyone's getting like absolutely shit-faced and like there's two locals like screaming at each other one's just put a fag out in the other's eye and it's just all gone tits up you know so like uh in a nutshell with everything i just said there qatar just very nice qatar's very new whatever you think of like dubai um whatever your ideas are of dubai i've not been to dubai but it's kind of like that you know it's just all very like in certain areas all very nice buildings in other areas it's not built properly at all you know it's just basically like just like desert type beat um loads of loads of buildings like loads of like houses and stuff that looks like they've been put up recently it's a yeah it's an interesting place if you talk to the locals they're like yeah this whole area was not here before it's it's a it's a country that are rapidly developing rapidly developing and that's where all the deaths came from man like obviously try and build eight stadiums in rapid like success you know what i mean like mm. it's just in a country for four months of the year i spoke to my boy who lives out there and he's like from april june april may june maybe june like may june july august september so the five months it's just you can't be outside you imagine not being able to be outside? Nuts, yeah. isn't it? I mean, it's yeah, we had a lockdown, but apart from that, you know, we're so used to just being able to walk out the house and, and not even think about that. Bro, this is, bro so for, for those times, like, it would be like 55 degrees outside, something sitting there, for, like, your foreign friends will come and be like, it's fucking sunny as fuck, let's go to the fucking beach. They're there for like three minutes and they're like, oh my god, can't do this. <laughs> we actually cannot do this. And so, like, for four months of the year, it's like, home to car to shopping mall and you know it's all just like very indoorsy stuff uh so that gives an idea of how treacherous the conditions would have been for people working outside yeah for sure and that's do you know what i mean that's where it all that's where it's all gone tits up and you mentioned so, yeah. before about um sort of there being no real fan trouble i mean i saw something i don't think i've ever seen at a tournament before any football game where the fans were mixing with each other. So you had, say, the French fans were the Argentinian fans or the Ecuador fans were Qatar fans in the opening game. And there was a lot of games where the fans were just mingling. And I didn't hear of any real trouble. I mean, I might be wrong, but I didn't I didn't hear of anything. And do you think that also just goes back to, again, how good of representation the Qatar gave themselves in this tournament? Yeah, man. Like, I don't know. In, in a country, in a country where there's no crime, like, you just, you kind of just do act accordingly. Country where there's no crime, man, in a country where alcohol is not that easily accessible, no people just act accordingly, isn't it? Like obviously, if you cut like for tournaments in England, a country that's like it's just in the air. You know what I mean? Like fuckeries are in the air in this UK. They just are. You know yeah. what I mean? I point to, <laughs> I point to numerous cases. Yeah. You know for years onwards <laughs> that point to uh, fuckeries being in the air and the truth is in Qatar they're not you know man don't want to be committing crime in Qatar how dead yeah. that is everyone's there for a small amount of time nobody's trying to commit no crime in Qatar <laughs> you know what I mean like, yeah. it's just a bit terrible idea 
terrible yeah, idea. It's, yeah. I mean, it's. I don't think it would go down well. I think I, I was actually surprised how well the Brits behaved because you see so many tournaments. You look at the even go back to the years time when it was the Euros and a lot of tournaments, the English fans especially, do get a bad rep. So I think it was nice for me to see actually that the Brits and the Welsh were actually well well behaved in this tournament. The Welsh were out there in their absolute numbers, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, it makes sense. Yeah. You know yeah, I mean, I mean it was our first tournament in years. I mean, it was um it was actually I was watching it in America. So I've had a quite weird experience watching it, you know, Wales play America in America. But um yeah, I saw the clips of the Welsh fans in Qatar. And I can see why, because it's been so long since we had a tournament. I think the fans, as you'd expect, just just went for it. Had to get out there and had to go for it. Yeah. Um yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. So no crowd, crowd trouble. Everyone, it's just everyone's just loving each other out there, man. You have got the Germans, you have got the Bangladeshis, you have got the Argentinians. It's just all that. Guy. It's great, you know. It's great. And when you talk to the people, everyone loved the organization. By and large, honestly, yeah, the organization, everything was tip top. Brilliant. And of course, going into the football itself, of course, you, I know you were definitely there for the Wales, not Wales, the England France game. Um, what was your take on? England's performance as a whole in the in the tournament, obviously being in a final in the Euros a year ago, semi-final of a World Cup in 2018. Um, how would you assess just the England performance as a whole this tournament? Mm. Yeah, interesting. They they kind of got they kind of got the job done. Mm. Um, you know, up until that up until that point, like what what can we say? Spanking Iran six two. You know, cool. England have got Champions League level footballers all over the pitch. Iran have got one or two. Um, all right, cool. So the 6-2. That nil-nil against USA was fascinating. Mm. Two teams just not going at each other. Just two teams playing scared, which is understandable, really. Like, Gareth Southgate has just won his first game 6-2. He can get out of here with a nil-nil. Thing is, it just would have gone tits up if the, if America just scored a lucky goal away. But you know, why are we, yeah. why are we talking about hypotheticals? Um, or hypotheticals, but like, uh, and then to I was at the Wales game as well. That was that was brilliant. You know, like great work, Marcus Rashford, absolutely on one. Beat Senegal fairly routinely. Like, I don't know. Do you know what England England's first thirty minutes against Senegal? They were Senegal were attacking down my side. And like there was just a couple few times where Senegal looked like they could do us. And it all came down to it came down to Maguire. It came down to that side really. Um and then England France, we get undone effectively by the idea and the fact that France just let us have the ball between Luke Shaw and Harry Maguire, and they're not gonna do anything. Like it's just so basic. It's just so so basic. Like guys, you can play between yourselves. Luke Shaw and Harry Maguire. What like it was so clear. And I love these guys. For caveats, I love all these guys. Every single footballer that I talk about, I don't have a single agenda against. I, I just I just call it how it is. I love everything that Harry Maguire does, etc. 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 In this game against France, it was just it was a problem. It's a problem. Like it just they're not good enough. Then like they're just not good enough ball players. Maguire had three or four like long balls that another centre back would have got on Bakayo Saka's foot or he would have got it on Phil Foden's foot and like just wasn't sticking. 
it wasn't sticking. And, you know, when France is sitting in a block like that, you're going to need a centre-back or you're going to need someone that's going to be able to play a switch so we can get some overloads or we can get one-on-one and, you know, like... And then above all else, first half of England was just a bit of an inferiority complex. Like, it was just scared. It was just a bit like, oh, let's get to half-time, nil-nil with France. And it's just like, in hindsight, they're not all that... that it's not all that. Morocco took it to France. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. I was, I was obviously, I was at all these games. Like, Morocco, first of all, their fans, like, filled, like, 95% of the stadium. It's all red. France, as far as fans go, have a pretty poor showing. That's, that's surprising. That is surprising, considering they were world champions as well. Yeah, no, there's no, 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 no. They don't have a good showing at all. Like, and I said to my boys, I was just like, yo, like I've been PSG recently. Like they're popping. Like Marseille are known. Like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. All these ones. Like, where are the fans? Where are the French fans? And it was just like, people care more about their club in it. Mm. Yeah, I think people that definitely are, is the case. I mean, I've been to Marseille, Nice in March last year. And um, that was just that atmosphere. I don't think I've been to a football game or any sports event for that matter with an atmosphere you could hear the fans from outside you could hear you we, we were walking to the stadium we, we could hear the, the fans from miles away and it, it it's just that i don't know i'm guessing you've been there as well it's just one of the best things i've ever experienced that marseille stadium I've not into marseille oh okay yeah i mean i i'd recommend it. if you get a chance to go france i would highly recommend marseille is just filled with fucking algerians like me anyway yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, they were just nuts. They were just, and those police, I mean, it was a rival game, but even so, it was just, yeah, there was just the police were all there. There was just a bit of, a bit of, a bit of needle in the air, you know, you could feel that a bit. But yeah, that that's something I would, I would recommend to you or anyone. That's just an insane yeah. experience. Um, talking of which, um, the World Cup final, um, for me, the best game I've ever watched in any capacity. Um, how good must it have been just to be just be there? I mean, for a game that was for large parts until the seventieth minute, it was quite one-sided, wasn't it? And then Mbappe turned up and just turned the game on on his head. And I mean, I can't imagine what that must have been like to be to be at. I was mad, man. Like I'd followed the Argentinians throughout the whole tournament, so I mentioned I was with my colleagues, right? My roommate, mm-hmm. his name's Nacho. He's a Argentinian YouTuber. Uh, okay. he's got a good little channel going and always has done but he is uh, an office he's a colleague he's an office worker in London for Football Co the company that we work for mm-hmm. so it's uh, so we're out there he's a producer he's actually the producer of my show you know he sorts out all the scripts and stuff you know pre you know he, he does all that stuff cool so it's me and Nacho Not, Nacho is just obviously heavily Argentinian mm-hmm. Oh, I'm, I've got my Argentina shirt on. I'm with Nacho the whole time, the whole tournament. Basically, I was um, Argentina, Saudi. I actually sat with the Saudi fans because okay. I was sitting with my huge. Argentina, Saudi, great game. The South, Saudi were rocking. That whole stadium was bouncing, right? So Argentina got Argentina. Argentina go one game down. Suddenly their backs are against the wall against Mexico. It's nil nil in the first half. We're in the Argentina end just to the left of the goal, behind the goal, which is where we sat the whole whole tournament, was just behind the goal to the left of the post. And then that Mexico game, Messi curls one into our corner. Boom. Game on. Enzo Fernandez curls it into the top right corner. Game on. 2-0. Bam. And then it was just all up from there, really. Argentina ended up being Poland, ended up being Australia, doing Netherlands. Um, 
And yeah, man, it was just, it was incredible. And like for the final, Nacho and I sat behind the goal just to the left of the post. Like we've we've just been there. Like every single Argentina goal that was naughty happened in our end. The penalties in the final happened at our end. Like it was just mad. I was just honorary Argentinian the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Mad. I mean, yeah. but the thing is, these are the best fans I've ever been a part of. Like th- these Argentinian fans. Like they're the best. They're the best. They're they're the best. They're, like I'd come from Argentina games where we're fucking like jumping up and down, like doing a Mazza, singing about Maradona and Messi and that. And then I'd go England games and we're just sitting there like <laughs> and there was just a distinct lack of flavour. I was a bit annoyed with my like, what can I do? Um but yeah, that World Cup final was incredible, but with the story behind it. You know, with with us going to every game and feeling the heartache of going like you know what I mean, like Argentina losing in the first game, and then the stress every morning, just be like just taking the piss out of Nacho, just being like this is shitting himself, man. Like, yeah, it's incredible. It was it was really incredible to watch, you know. And uh, yeah, the Argentinians were like fifty thousand deep, you know. They fucking they all link up. Before the game, they will have a barbecue. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, it's naughty. Decent, decent culture. The Argentinians won me over. Yeah, I mean, for those who watched our last podcast, we had my friend Adam on the podcast who was actually in Argentina for the final. And from from his content as well as, um, obviously, other people's content, that looked just insane. I mean, from everything you told me as well, that's a nation that loves football anyway. And to have a World Cup... No, that look, that nation loves football. Mm. That nation, like, there's no, you can't replace that, man. Like, that nation loves football. Yeah, I'd it's say awesome. them and Spain and Brazil, probably the three most, I'd say from an outside, I, I think UK fans are good, but I think if you look at the Argentinian fans, the Spanish fans and Brazilian football fans, I think those three just, I think they take the passion for the game to, a, to another level. Mm. I hear that. I hear that still. I must say, yeah. like the, the, the theme, the theme though, like you, the, the theme out there is that like, actually Europe, like European fans as a whole ain't really it. So, I don't know, man. The Spaniards were quiet as hell. Really? Although, really? club football, their club football, they go after it. Oh, their club football, they're incredible. Yeah. But like, national team, nah. Is- Definitely. Come on, man. This Germany, Spain, we'd come from a huge game, and I can't remember which one it was, but then we went yeah. from a huge game with big atmosphere to Germany versus Spain. And it's just all very like. That is Europeans. Europeans, man. Europeans. They're tame, tame people. <laughs> tame. They're the colonizers. They 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 they've done all their barbaric work. Yeah. <laughs> um so, and then finally, my final question really is. Have you got for us a sort of a memorable story, whether it's a random famous footballer? I know you met Yaya Torre. I know, was there any other f- footballers you met? Or is there like a crazy story you had maybe in a fan zone? Is there like maybe one moment that sticks out to you whilst the tournament? Oh, man, there was loads, man. There's loads. Like that, So like across the whole time, like I'm just doing things and just going about my daily business, like... And then, and it's you know, I look behind me in the queue, and it's like Michael Richards, and or, or like I'm walking wow. out of the stadium, and I'm walking alongside Jurgen Klinsmann. It's like, oh, you're right, bro. Uh, and I'm like, 
I didn't realize how good you were, you know. <laughs> and he's like, Oh, really? I was like, Yeah, man, you're a fucking bad boy player. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, cool. Uh flipping, being in the being in the uh USA Netherlands press conference in an Argentina top, my sliders, my man bag, and my shorts. Boom, don't care. Yeah, don't care at all. Um I had some incredible parties with some some decent lads like mm, it was it was actually it was just quite funny at times, you know. I'd be sitting there partying, uh, you know what I mean, having a good time, like Neo's playing to my right, I've got chunks to my left, like nice. doing whatever he's doing. I've got HP fucking like passing me a shot. I'm sitting there thinking, This is hilarious, this is objectively brilliant. <laughs> um but yeah, a lot of experiences, man, like Got to chat to Yaya Torre, got to chat to Lothar Matthaus, which was like my first player interview. That was good chatting to Yaya. But that, that was in like a that was in like a journalist's kind of um kind of that like area. I had a lot of fun rubbing shoulders with the old school English journalists, actually. You know, all the guys that have been writing about our players for all this time. Okay. Yeah. So like the, the the English journos, they have a click, you know, they have oh yeah. Like, oh yeah, yeah, big time. And I got to uh, I was in and around that for a little bit. Nice. Letting them know that their time's fucked. <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I, I say the opposite. I am, um, yeah, I, I've been in amongst that circle once and yeah, the, it's, it's a good bunch of people, but um, I do certainly think that the age of like social media and YouTube and all that, I think, I think it has taken over. I think that's why we're seeing the likes of James Alcott, Thogden, Spencer Owen, all doing TV work now. It's because I think, Sky Sports, BT Sport, they all realise that these people get views. I mean, I did a dissertation on the rise of the Premier League in America and all that. I was looking at tweets from recognised journalists compared to tweets from YouTubers or tweets from social media. And they had way more retweets, way more likes. It's just, it just shows that people like yourselves, people who work in that social media world, um, they're getting they're, they're get the job done. And I think that's why Hashtag United, obviously you know very well, that's why I've been so successful, I think, because they are of that new age. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. And, uh, mate, like, I had some decent evenings with Timsey, man. With Timsey, with fucking James Alcott. Yeah. What a gentleman. One of my favourite. Oh, my favourite. Yeah. He is, I think, him and Spencer, same thing. They're just very, just very nice people. I get that impression when I see them on YouTube and all that. They're just very sound, nice blokes. And I think they're a... Other people I know in the world um, who maybe aren't quite as nice behind the scenes, but I think those two just seem like absolute, absolute Gs. Absolute Gs, for sure. And my boy Harry Hesketh and Wes Tancer are all that yeah. out there. Oh, well, yeah. I, I, saw, I saw Harry, yeah. I saw him. Um, I think it's actually in your picture, actually, on Instagram. I saw him with you, but um, yeah, that's, that's so good. I mean, I, um, I'm, I'm very jealous, I'm not going to lie, but um, yeah, it looked like an amazing time. It was, it really was. Um, what an incredible tournament. Uh, yeah. What an incredible tournament to work at! I was very comfy there, so it's um, don't know, man. Lots of yeah, lots of crazy times, crazy, crazy times. Shout out to South Korea who beat Portugal two one. Mm. What a game! What oh, a game. What game that was. Yeah, that was yeah. Oh, and and watching Brazil duppy South Korea four <laughs> goals in the first half, and they were all down my side. I had oh, great nice. luck. I had great luck in terms of like. My side, what like nah? It was it was on point. It was on point for sure. Richarlison, what a player! Oh, I mean, I, being an Liverpool fan, I'm not I'm not his biggest fan, but um, he oh, certainly had the best goal of the tournament, <laughs> which is annoying. So having bad. him, one player didn't want to have a good tournament. It was him, but he turned out to be 
one of their best players. For sure. Of course, of course, man. But yeah, no, an incredible tournament. I only found out that I was going two days before as well. That's amazing. That, that must have been just like a real, just like not much time you've really set, settle in what you're actually doing. It must have been literally, bang, I'm going to Qatar, get my stuff packed, get on the plane. It must have been just from zero to 100 really quick. Mad, didn't it? And I played 45 minutes of Sunday League before my flight. No way. That is, that is dedication. That is dedication. dedication. Yeah. First five minutes, I'm playing up front. Guy studs straight from my ankle, swollen ankle the whole time. Ooh. And you still made it? Yeah, I just had to limp my way through. <laughs> Fuming. It's a good thing you were sitting down for the games then. That makes it... Um, must have made it easier to do, but um, we will end it there. Um, but yeah, thank you again, Yarns, for coming on, first of all. Oh, Andy, a pleasure, a real pleasure. When's um, when's DJ Yarns coming back? Are we seeing that anytime soon? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. I really don't. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> well, we will see. We will put your social media details when you do the tweet and do the uh, Instagram post. So do check out Yarns' work if you're listening or watching this podcast. But this has been a Eurotrips podcast. I've been Andy, this has been Yarns, and we will see you guys next time.